some people believe for some time, some people um, believe all the way to the end. Some people don't believe at all. So our lives must be among those who believe continually and believe until we receive it in our hands. We should receive it in our spiritual hands. We need to receive with our spiritual hands. Whatever God gives to us, whether it's through the Bible studies or through morning calls or through Sunday services, faith has hands, faith has legs, faith has eyes, faith has ears. Faith has a will. The spirit man inside has eyes, has ears, has hands, has feet, has a will. When God dispatches something from His kingdom through His Spirit, through His messengers, when it comes to us, it's so important for us to have our spiritual hands open. Open, ready, and open to receive it. That's faith. And then those hands should never become feeble, should never droop down. See, some people, they will carry something for some time and after some time, they'll say, my hands hurt and somebody has to take it and if they're not able to take it, they'll drop it. They'll say, I can't take it anymore, I can't carry it anymore. Then there are others who are stronger, who carry it. And even if their hands hurt, they know that this is valuable to me, I'm not going to drop it. I'm not going to um, put it down. This is so important. So when it's so important, you really push through and you say that no matter what happens, I'm not going to put it down. I'm not going to put it down because this is important, too important for me to place it down. Especially if you know that it can be taken away. That's what Satan is. He waits for us to see if we'll drop it down. If we put it down, he'll just take it away. Before we can even take a second look at it, it'll be gone. So when it comes to God's Word, it's very precious, very costly. It has to be kept. The psalmist says, I've hidden your word in my heart. That word hidden is very deep and very powerful. It has to be hidden. It has to be inside. It has to be covered so that it stays there. That means it has to be locked into our spirit. The word of God needs to be locked into our spirit. When a promise, when a prophecy is given, it's not some story that's coming from somewhere. It's packed with the word of God. That's how the word is released. When God spoke to Ezekiel and through Ezekiel to the dry bones, every time Ezekiel spoke, prophet Ezekiel spoke, prophesied over it, something happened. Something happened. Something happened. So it's important for us to know every time God speaks from the realm of God, our spirit man should receive what has been dispatched to us into our realm. So our spirit receives first. When a word comes from the Lord, suddenly you know this is for you. How do you know that? Because your spirit man recognizes there's a spirit-to-spirit contact that takes place. The Holy Spirit delivers it right to your spirit. When it comes to your spirit, at that point you know that this is for you. So what do you do? You stretch forth your spiritual hands and you receive it. That's what faith does. You say that this is for me. 
and you don't let it go, but you say, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. Once you receive it in your spiritual hands, now it's very important, there's a prophecy God is speaking, just be, pay attention, be, be really careful in listening, and if you're at work, definitely listen to the recording. Once you, once the word of God that pertains to your situation has been delivered to you, and you receive it in your spirit, where the spirit of God has delivered it to you, it's come to you, and you receive it with your spiritual hands, you get it? Once you get that, it's the first step, you have, you have to get it. Some people won't get it, but I'm talking from a point of getting it. Where you say, this is for me, and I believe it, Lord. You know, there are some people who, who don't even get it, where they say that, oh yeah, this is good. Will it happen? Maybe it won't happen. Maybe it's not for me. I don't think it's going to happen this soon. So, when you allow all those doubts to crowd your mind, um, you you won't be able to receive it. Because, you know, right now you're contemplating whether to get it or not. And by the time you contemplate, it'll be taken away from you. Because it comes to you, you don't receive it, it's just taken away, gone. But those who say, this is for me, and they say, Lord, I receive, I receive, I receive, I believe, I receive. They've received it in the spirit man. So the spiritual hands receive it. Once the spiritual hands receive what God has given, it is very important. Now you take what you've received in your spirit, spirit man with your spiritual hands. That needs to be transferred from the spiritual hands to the physical hands. From the spiritual realm to the natural realm. Receiving it in the spiritual realm is the most important thing, but equally important bringing that into the natural realm. It's like pregnancy. There are a lot of people who are not able to conceive. They go from doctors to doctors to different doctors. They're not able to conceive. So, being able to conceive is a gift from God. It's a, it's a miracle in itself. But there are many pregnancies that end in miscarriage. There are many pregnancies that come to birth but end in stillbirth. So the, the next miracle is for the child to be born. That's a big miracle. So what is inside your stomach needs to be delivered out fully safe and sound. Then you have another whole bunch of other complications where it's born, but it's not born the way that it should be born. So, conception is a miracle, and then the growth inside that is taking place is a miracle, healthy way, and then delivering a healthy child is a miracle, and the miracle doesn't stop there. And after that, the child has to live. There are many children who don't make it past the first week, many don't make it past the first day, many don't make it past the first month. Many don't make it past the first six months. Many don't make it past the first year. That's why it's a big deal. We need to thank God. Every time you celebrate your birthday, more than a celebration, we need to thank God that He's given us life. He's given our children lives to live for Him. That's the key purpose in life. It's important. 
So when it comes to receiving something from God, just like the pregnancy, the Word of God is so powerful. It has everything. It carries everything that you need. And you receive it in your spiritual hands. There has to be a transfer now. From the spiritual hands, there has to be the growth that takes place. Where you will receive it externally. In your physical hands. You call it the fulfillment of the promise. Then, after God fulfills that, what you do with that is very important. Because there's a purpose for it. So that's the part where, once a child is born, how you keep it. But I want to just speak today, for a few minutes, on how to really protect what God delivers in your spiritual hands once you receive it. Receiving it is important. I want to again emphasize that. Receiving it is very crucial, very important. If you don't receive it, there's nothing for you, first of all, to hold on to. So when a prophecy comes, when the Word of God comes, it's important for you to really lay hold of it, get it immediately. When you get it with your spiritual hands, which is faith, you say, Lord, I believe and I receive it. This is for me. I receive it. Once you receive it, you have to that that incubation process begins. But you take that and you hold on to it very carefully. Wherever you go, wherever you walk, you have to have the realization that you have it in your hands. You need to have that realization you have it in your hands. No matter what you're doing, you have it in your hands. You have to understand you have it in your hands. Once again, it's just like a woman who is pregnant. No matter where she goes, she knows that she has the baby in her womb. So whatever she does, she's very careful. She's not going to bump into walls and just run carelessly and drive recklessly and, and eat foolishly. All the time, no matter what she does, she knows that she has the child that she's carrying in her womb. You receive the promise from God in your spiritual hands. You need to have that in your mind at the forefront all the time. You can't say, well, I'm working so I can't you know, multitask and I can't remember God's word when I'm working. No, you can't. Just like a woman who is pregnant who has the child in the womb, she's able to do many, many different things. Still, she's mindful of the child that is in her womb. We can be doing many different things, but we need to have the promise of God, what God God has spoken to us right before us. Our hands need to hold on to that all the time. Because Satan will be waiting to see when he can take it away. When you'll say, let me just put it down for a second. The enemy will rob that from you. So, holding on to what God has given is very important. Now, while you're holding on to it in your spiritual hands and you're walking in the spiritual journey, you will face a lot of opposition. Satan will try anything and everything to see how he can take what God has given out of your hands. So, you have to be careful. Things can come to make you feel like, oh, I need to look at that. I need to get that. So I'm going to drop what I have in my hands down for a second. That's how he rubs it. God is speaking to our hearts. Be very careful. Distraction is the number one way where he will rob what God has given to you. 
Discontentment is another way where he'll rob what God has given to you. Discouragement is another way where he will rob what God has given to you. Remember these three things. Distraction, discontentment, and discouragement are three snares. Very important. Where Satan will bring his junk called distraction and he'll say, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. You know what many people do? They take the distractions and they drop off the Word of God. Once you carry distractions in your hands, you will no longer carry the promise that God has given. At that point, Satan will come and take it. Because he wants to take it, he will want to give something in your hands. If you're not careful, you will put that down so that you can get what Satan tries to offer. So be very careful with distractions. Be very careful with discontentment. Be very careful with discouragement. These three are very powerful weapons. Snares of Satan. To snatch what God has given. You might have received it, but he'll take it away from you if you give room. We have a whole message on discouragement. You can listen to it. To see how the children of Israel, the entire generation, lost everything. Because of discouragement. Because they received the discouragement that Satan gave and dropped off the promise. Let go of the promise that God gave. Now we also know that the children of Israel gave room to discontentment. And because they gave room to discontentment, they had to drop off. The promise that God gave, you can't carry both. If you have to receive something else, you have to put away what you have. Your hands need to become empty. So be very careful of these three snares, three ways in which Satan can poison you spiritually to kill what God wants to develop. To kill what God has birthed inside of you. Distraction. It's a big one. Jesus said that. The cares of the world. The riches and pleasures of sin. Distraction. What you received in your inner man, in your spiritual, spirit man, with your spiritual hands, you have to keep it Keep it and not let it go. No matter who says what. Satan will use a lot of pressure all around you. But you need to know that I'm not going to take those things. Because if you have to take those, you have to put what God has given to you down. You can't afford to do that. So in your journey, you need to have this, have this promise of God that God has given. Keep walking, keep walking, keep walking with what God has given in your hands. Safeguard that which God has given in your hands. And as God spoke to us yesterday, just a few steps away, a few steps away, Jesus is standing there. 
just like how he raised Jairus' daughter and held her with his hand and gave her to her parents. Jesus is standing by the grave. He's going to hold the hand of our loved ones and he's going to give our loved ones to us a life. We need to make it there. We need to make it there with the treasure that He has given to us in our hands, which is His promise. We cannot afford to lose that. But plenty of things will come to snatch that away. We need to be careful. Very careful. When Abraham offered the sacrifice to God, all night he was sitting. He was so careful, he was trying to he was making sure the birds won't come and take it away. We have to be very careful not to let the enemy land on what God has given to us. Take that away. Not let that happen. To be very careful to guard what God has released. Many people just let it go and after that they say that, Oh, you know what? I... They didn't receive it. And then get jealous of others who got the fulfillment of the promise. Meanwhile, they didn't keep it. They received it in their spiritual hands. But then after some time, they gave room to distraction. They gave room to discontentment, discouragement. They gave room to discontentment. It was gone. It was gone. They didn't even know that it was gone. Because they have other things in their hands that they received from the enemy. And then they look at those who made it to the finish line. Safeguarding. The precious promise that God had given. Now they've inherited it. They brought what was given at their spiritual hands. It was delivered right to their physical hands. Now they're giving testimonies. For some people, the distance is less. For some people, the distance is greater. Regardless of our time frame to receive what God has given to us. One thing is for sure, we will receive what God has spoken. In the natural realm, if we hold on to it in the spiritual realm. It's very important. It's very important. Some construction is completed in six months. Some construction will take a year depending on what type of construction it is. So depending on that time, the duration, we'll have to hold on to it. Who said it's not happening? Jesus so rightly told the women who cried looking at him. He said, don't cry for me. Cry for yourself in a generation. Don't cry for me. You know why? Because he knew that it's going to be finished. Yes, it's painful. Until then, it's painful. This was even before he got nailed. And look at the strength he had in the inner man. Because he knew the result. He was holding on to the plan of God. He knew that 
few more steps, few more steps, few more steps. Then I'm going to say it's finished. It's, it'll be done. Then I'm going to raise it again from the dead. I'm going to get up from that grave. This was Jesus' faith. He believed what he said. And he experienced what he said. Because he already saw it happen. Even though the pain was real. Even though the beatings were real. The scourge was real. Even though the blood was coming. His blood was pouring out of his body. Even though he was in excruciating pain and extreme exhaustion from all that he went through with no sleep and body broken there's not one place where he didn't feel pain from head to toe he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquities but Jesus was raised from the dead. He already saw it happen because he had it. He carried what he spoke. He carried his prophecies without letting go. No matter who came and spoke, where the woman came and said, Oh, you have to suffer like this. And they're all crying because they're crying. Tears of Grief, tears of sorrow. At the same time, they're crying tears. And it says that that's it, it's over for Jesus. And Jesus didn't receive that. Jesus didn't receive that. Well, he didn't say, Well, I don't have pain and um, I'm doing fine. No. He spoke what he needed to speak. He completely redirected them to focus on what they needed to focus on. Just like we saw yesterday, Abraham did not consider his body, even though it was there. Jesus didn't focus on what was going on. But his eyes were upon the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross and he despised its shame. That's how it was to be. However long it took Abby, we know that. You know what? Oh, I'm a few steps away. I'm a few steps away. That few, those few steps may appear like a million years. Doesn't matter. As God said it, He'll bring it to pass. As God has said it, He'll bring it to pass. He'll bring it to pass. See, when you focus on something, it'll become bigger than you think. It'll feel heavier than it is. That's the truth. You keep looking at what is negative, that ne negative will take over everything in your life. There are people who stand before the mirror and keep on looking at that one spot or keep on looking at that one blemish that is there. All of a sudden, everything else will disappear. This will become a big thing. 
there's some people who look at their spouse and look at the negative thing and, and really focus on the negative thing. What happens? A disaster in the family happens. The people who focus on the negative thing that are in the children and, and that's all they focus on. What happens? There's a disaster there. It is important to meditate on what God wants you to meditate on. Hold on to what God wants you to hold on to so that no one or nothing will be used by the enemy to take what belongs to you. Because when a promise, prophecy is released from heaven and you are there, it is for you. It is for all those who believe. That's why you are there in that room. That's why you are there with that group of people. But it's important to not only receive, but to hold on to it. Not to lose it. So no matter what happens, you need to hold on to this because it's too precious. You can't let it go. You can't leave it down. You can't say, well, I'll give it to somebody else to hold that for me. Remember that nobody else can hold that which belongs to you because it's your responsibility. The moment you give it and you receive something else, what belongs to you is gone. Remember that. You can't say, well, he's praying for me. My pastor is praying for me. My mom is praying for me. My church is praying for me. So somehow I'll get it. And you keep giving room to worry, fear, doubt. And don't read the Bible and give yourself over to distraction. Whatever God spoke, no matter who prays, it will not happen. It will not happen. Because you have forfeited what God has given. So understand this. Because it's crucial. Yes, excited as you may be when you receive a promise or promises, prophecy or prophecies, it's important to have the character to hold on to it until you actually see it happen. Just like the baby comes out and you see the baby now. You knew that you had the baby all along. But now you have it in your hands. That's how it is. When God releases in the spirit realm, you have it. If you receive it, you have it. As long as you nourish it, you nurture it, and you take care of it, and you hold on to it, and not let it go. What is being developed in the invisible realm will be brought out to the visible realm in God's time. At the appointed time, in the fullness of time, God said, your wife Sarah will have a son. At the appointed time, the fullness of God's time, fullness of God's time, God has that time, His calendar. That's what the Lord showed me a few years ago. There's this date and this time, the second that God has marked out. And that, when that time comes, the voice of God goes forth with a mighty shout. Everything changes. And at that point, whatever was given power over to afflict or to hold on to, suddenly they all have to let go. Because this time came. Until then, we have to hold on to what God has given and continue to walk forward.
Not let anything rob what belongs to you. Don't let anything rob what belongs to you. Praise be to God. As God has spoken, take this very seriously because it's the truth. It will do wonders if you take it and put it to practice. God will magnify His great name because He is the Word and His Word is through His Spirit that has been given to His people. It cannot lie and it cannot return without completing it. Once that Word is given it takes shape, form, and it has to become something. Whatever God has spoken has to materialize. In order for that to happen, you have to take it, keep it in your hands, meditate. Meditate. Do what the Lord spoke to you yesterday. Keep it in front of you. Continually praise Him. By bringing His Word in front of you and praise Him. Bring it in front of you and praise Him. Bring it in front of you and praise Him. And don't let it go. You'll see God do wonders in your life. What God has given already will come to the physical realm according to His great plan to fulfill His great purposes. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. This is very important. Tomorrow, in addition to uh, the recap that Stanley will be doing, we will be reviewing reviewing what God has spoken to us um, today. It's very important. This is a message in itself. Uh, We need to understand the, the other side of prophecy, the other side of getting the word from God, the importance of what to do with it, how to keep it. So this is very important. May God bless us as we go into prayer. Now, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Pradeep um, wants to share. That is place in the Praise, God. Praise God. Just, just uh, two minutes briefly. So we're hearing all about the mechanics of how to hold on to the promise. What's the connection here? What is the promise? What has God promised? Well, God has promised that He'll bring the dead back to life, our dead back to life. It's a major promise He's given to our church. So that's the promise that we hold on to. Against distraction, against uh, discontentment, and against discouragement. What else? Whatever the Lord has spoken to you in the Word, for example, healing. If the Lord has spoken that in His Word, we can take that Word and see if we fulfill the conditions 
and then hold on to it. But just about a minute or so, I just want to mention the other two, Pastor responded on the distraction, the things that make us drop the ball, as it were, drop that promise that God has given. These are distractions in the life, cares of this life, things that come to pressure us to take care of day-to-day duties. They can serve to take that promise and cause us to drop it or to give it away. We have to guard against that, against the pleasures, people enjoying things, having a great time, and the promise is not important anymore, or it doesn't seem to be urgent for us to hold on to it. We have to guard against that. So she spoke on the distraction, and I want to mention about the discontentment, how that operates. She spoke a little bit about that, the negative. Looking at the negative things can cause us to drop the promise, to lose that. Because now it's no longer faith. Negative things bring in the unbelief. And it also serves to take our eyes off of what God has given for us to hold on to. Discontentment can make us look at what's not done and how long it's taking and all those things and make us fail to praise God, which is also in line with thanking God for what he has done and what we do have. It's a very, very serious, dangerous thing that the enemy can pull on believers' lives, and we can just let it happen. We have to guard against the negative things, guard against looking continually at what's not done and complaining, and say, Lord, I have the promise, like she mentioned about carrying the baby. I know I have it. I'm going to nurture that. And not let me get distracted by anything from nurturing that promise. At the same time, not being grateful is a sin also. I'm going to thank God for every development that God is showing me. Every good thing. Thanking God for life, for breath, for a spouse, for the children, for the survival, for the continuance that he's given. I'm alive. And I have so much. The devil will say, don't focus on that. Focus on what you don't have. Discontentment can keep us from seeing the promise mature, come to its fulfillment in the fullness of time. Third thing was discouragement. There's a distinction there. Discouragement is to now give up because of that. Start giving up and give up. To throw that promise and put it in a closet to begin to stop expecting. We want to guard against these things. We want to be encouraged with everything God has given, every promise, and every development, and every good thing we see. Focus on that and praise Him. Not just praise God and say, Lord, You are God. I know You're going to keep Your promise, but thank You, Lord, for this that You've done for my daughter. Lord, I thank You for where my son is now. Hallelujah. Thank You that my spouse has these good things from Your grace. It's not denying the other things need to still be completed. Same thing with our own lives. I need to improve in this. It's not to deny that. But to say, thank you, God, for what you've brought me to. And I'm going to praise you and expect by faith you will complete what you've begun in me. So these are very important also. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For your word that you give to us because you love us so much. You love us so much. You love us so much. Thank you, Lord. 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 I pray may this word take shape and form in the lives of your people. That they may experience all that you want them to experience, Father. That they may see God do wonders and realize. That they may treasure this word that you've released, O oh Lord. Hold on to it. Not let it go. That they may watch out for the snares of the enemy. That they may not grow beery. As Jesus said. To always pray and not faint. To keep that which you have given close to us by praising you like how Abraham did. By worshipping you for what you have spoken. Keeping that vision, keeping the promise, keeping the prophecy in front of you, Lord. And worshipping you. By deliberately not looking at the circumstance. By counting you faithful. And worshipping you for it. May they steadily walk. With what you've given. So that. No one forfeits. What they've received. And no one has been incomplete in their progress. But their faith may mature to be able to deliver in the natural realm that which God has ordained for them before the foundation of the world. So as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless you people this morning. Would you bless things that you alone can bless them with, that their lives may become great testimonies to a great God. That their faith be built up. That they may grow stronger in faith. And not be weak any longer. With this blessing, I bless them with. And I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen.
May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest in my life. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus.